Hello, g'day, and welcome to the How to Play the Sax.com podcast. My name is Matthew, and I'm here to help you to have fun, play saxophone, be awesome, and repeat the whole process. I help beginner saxophone players of all ages and from all over the world learn how to play their favourite rock, soul, funk and blues songs without reading music quickly and easily with my online saxophone lessons membership at howtoplaythesax.com as well as via my YouTube channel and also with this podcast. Even if you've never played saxophone before, I can help you learn how to play the sax. I firmly believe that you have the ability to play saxophone inside you already. I can help you unlock it and unleash it. So let's get into some saxophone lessons. G'day ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everyone in between. It's Matthew here from howtoplaythesax.com and what I thought I'd do with this video, I get a lot of questions. People send me emails, I get a lot of questions in my forums inside my members area. My members ask me questions, I get a lot of questions on YouTube, I get a lot of questions on my various social channels, I get a lot of questions from my in-person students. So I thought I'd answer a couple of those questions today in a bit of a Q&A kind of session. Now, I got some wonderful questions from Ken. Ken is an awesome member inside my members area on my website and Ken's asked some intelligent questions and actually I thought these questions would benefit other people as well. So Ken, thank you so much. Thanks heaps Ken for asking these amazing questions. Questions. He's asked four questions. He says, hi, Matthew. I've got a few. Can you tell me about the keys? Uh, when I play some notes, they sound a bit weird. Often I get a breathiness um, register key. But when do you put the register key on? The lessons have been great. So thank you, Ken. All right. Let's go through these questions one at a time. Question number one. Ken says, I have three major key buttons at the top with one minor, and I see your alto has an extra one at the top. What is that? Okay, Ken, I think what you're talking about here is on the saxophone, it's the same on a tenor, same on the alto, same on the soprano, same on a barry as well. I think what you're talking about here is where do you put your fingers? What are the keys? So we've got one, two, three. They are the main fingers for the left hand on your saxophone. Now, what Ken is talking about here is there's a spare one here and there's a little one just here. But again, fingers, first finger, second finger, third finger. This key up the top, mine happens to be the white, like the like my other keys, but on different saxophones, they're on different colors. And I think, yes, on my tenor sax, you can see here, it is, oh, just juggle, juggling saxophones. You can see here on my tenor sax, the top key is actually a gold one. Um, it's the same thing, it's the same idea, but what is it? That top key, let me just put this back. Cool, all right, that top key. That is an alternate altissimo fingering key. It's a little bit like these ones on the side here. It's a little bit like these ones here on the side. Actually, this top one is used for when you're playing really, really high notes, mega ultra high notes, altissimo notes. If I was you, Ken, I would ignore it completely. Controversial, I know. There's a key on your saxophone. Don't worry about it. I can, I've been playing the saxophone for upwards of 35 years, and I reckon I have used that key twice, 
in 35 years, maybe three times, maybe less. Ken, don't worry about it, quite simply. Now, yeah, all right, later on, if you want to get into altissimo fingering, if you want to play the mega super ultra high notes, it's a whole set of new fingering altogether rather than one, you know, B, A, G. It's kind of weird with multiple strange combinations and you're playing the harmonics on the, on the, on the notes. Ken, don't stress about it, don't worry about it. That is my recommended recommendation to you. Okay, number two. About one third of the time, Ken says that he plays an E and an F notes. They are super low and sound like a foghorn. What causes that and is it correct or not? Okay, foghorn notes. I think, Ken, what you are talking about is playing the low, lower notes. So we've got an E and an F. Sometimes, if you don't open your throat, if you don't quite hold your mouth in the right spot, it can sound a bit kind of weird. I'll see if I can do it. I think that's what you're talking about, Ken. Sound The lower notes sounding like foghorns. All right, a couple of ways to get around that, to get it to sound nicely. Get it to sound nicely. First and foremost, with your bottom lip, make sure your bottom lip is tucked over your bottom teeth. It's a bit hard to talk with my finger and my lip, kind of weird, but you know what I mean. Make sure your bottom lip is folded over your bottom teeth. If your bottom lip is sort of folded out towards, you know, out of your mouth rather than folded over into your mouth, the saxophone can sound really weird and it's very hard, very, very, very hard to control the notes, particularly particularly the low notes, particularly the high notes and a lot of notes in the middle. Bottom lip, fold it over your bottom teeth so your bottom lip acts as a cushion between your low, your bottom teeth and the reed. So your bottom lip, that's the first thing. Second thing, open your throat, make sure you have a nice kind of nice tight embouchure and, th- and but particularly open your throat. Deliberately, consciously stretch your throat out. If it helps, drop your Adam's apple. That will help with your low notes. That's the main one there, Ken. So from a foghorn, um, no, your, pro- your saxophone probably shouldn't sound like a foghorn. But hey, if you like the sound of a musical foghorn, you do you. But probably, arguably, mm, no, no, notes should not sound like a foghorn. So clear, strong breath, lots of breath. Not loud, you don't blow hard, but there is a lot of breath, bottom lip, over your bottom teeth. All right, moving on. Ken also asks question number three. Often I get a breathiness sound rather than a clear note. Is this just caused by not creating a tight seal with one's lips? Short answer, yes. If it sounds breathy, if it sounds kind of hissy, then yes, probably you haven't got a nice tight seal around the mouthpiece. 
nice tight embouchure, your face nice and tightly, totally air, totally airtight. However, however, depending on your mouthpiece, depending on the strength of your reed, depending on the strength of your face muscles, actually that breathiness can be a good thing. A lot of saxophonists, particularly with the low notes, you know, it's kind of soft and sultry and sexy. If you do let a little bit of air escape around the mouthpiece, it can sound quite good overall as an effect, as a bell, as a whistle, as a trick. Smoke and mirrors. Don't aim for it all the time, but you can get away with it occasionally. You can get away with it, but I would recommend try not to. Use it as the exception rather than the rule. So yeah, make sure your mouth, your embouchure is nice and tight there, Ken. And everyone else who's watching. All right. Last question here from Ken, number four. You often mention the register key, but then it is unclear to me if it stays on for follow-on notes. All right, this is, yes, Ken, this is a question I get a lot. You put the, when do you put the register key on? When do you put the register key off? When do you, when do you use your thumb, your left thumb at the back? All right, it's kind of a difficult question quick question to answer, but as a rule, as a rule, C-sharp, open C-sharp, no fingers, no fingers at all, no thumbs, no register keys, open C-sharp. That is the last note from a low, low perspective, going low. There's a low. There's our C-sharp. Everywhere in between there, no register key. If it is low, if it's a low note, no, no register key. If it's a high note above the C sharp, then yes, you put your register key on. So you're, if we're going low, that is your last, that's the C sharp, last one without the register key. If we go up again, D becomes the first note with the register key. And then we go up, keeping the register key on. So, rule of thumb, if your note is higher than a D, so D, one, two, three, with the right hand, one, two, three, with the left hand, and the thumb, that is your middle D. If your note, the next note that you are going to play is higher than that, keep the register key on. Remembering the D is the last note with the register key. C sharp is the first note without the register key if you're coming down. So that C sharp and that D, that's the cutoff point. If it's above that, keep your register key on. If it's below that, keep the register key off. And the transition in between, well, that depends on the song that you're playing at the time. Does that help? I hope that helps. So remembering that your C sharp is anything below a C sharp, register key off. Anything above a D, register key on. And if you're going up higher, keep the register key on. If you're going down low, when you get to your D, that's the last one. Down lower again, C sharp, that is where the register key comes off. So the D major scale will be your friend here at this point. 
I think, can. D major scale, starting on a D. There's the last note without the register key, then we add the register key. Keeping the register key on, we'll go up higher. And let's come down again. So all of those with the register key, all of those with the register key, but now we're going down again. So we drop the register key. With the register key, without the register key, and keep the register key off. So there you go, Ken, four questions. Hopefully I've given you four answers. Well done, thank you, thanks for asking those questions. If you are a member at howtoplaythesax.com, then please ask me a question. I might not be able to answer it within, you know, within 30 seconds, but I will answer it, possibly in a video like this one, possibly as a, as a response in the forums, but to be encouraged, if you're looking for saxophone lessons, if I can help you with your saxophone, if I can help you with your saxophone questions, please, let me know. My name is Matthew from howtoplaythesax.com. I'll see you in another lesson, in another time, inside the members area at howtoplaythesax.com. Keep those questions coming and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this howtoplaythesax.com podcast. If you are keen to learn how to play the sax, then I am keen to help you. I help beginner saxophone players of all ages learn how to play their favourite rock, soul, funk and blues songs without reading music with my online saxophone lessons membership at howtoplaythesax.com. I created the website at howtoplaythesax.com to be the resource that I wish I had when I was learning how to play the saxophone so that you can play the music that you want to play quickly and easily. Do you want to have fun, play saxophone, be awesome and repeat? Would you like to learn how to play the sax at your own pace from the comfort of your own home or wherever else that happens to be? Save time, save money, save frustration, progress faster, enjoy your saxophone journey. Spend less time traveling or searching the internet and more time playing your favorite rock, soul and classic hits that you want to play on your saxophone. I've been honoured to help thousands of students of all ages and from all over the world start and continue their saxophone journey. Whether you want to play your favourite song or maybe join a band, impress your friends or your children or your grandchildren, or you've simply always wanted to learn, the saxophone lessons, the blog and the resources at howtoplaythesax.com can help you achieve your saxophone goals. We're all about quick wins, to get you playing as quickly as possible and helping you become the saxophone legend that you know that you can be. Thanks for listening once again. My name is Matthew. Please keep playing your saxophone and I'll see you at howtoplaythesax.com.